Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In chapter four of book three of Epictetus's Discourses, we're treated to a rather funny, and that's ironic here a little bit, a rather funny exchange between Epictetus and an authority figure, an official, who goes to the, the theater and favors one of the actors that the crowd doesn't really like so much, and he pulls rank to get you know, a prize given to that particular actor. The crowd doesn't like it, and as it says in the translation, they revile him. Now, in the Greek, it's actually loidrosantas is, is the participle that's being used to discuss them. So we might translate that a little bit more colloquially as talking trash about him. They get on his case. They give him the Bronx raspberry, you know, whatever. They're conveying a kind of attitude of perhaps disgust or aggression or, you know, criticism. And they're doing it as much as they can. They know that they can only go so far with it because he's actually an authority figure, right? So he's not happy about this, and he goes to Epictetus and says, what should I make of this? So here's what Epictetus tells him, and it has great implications for those who are in authority in general. So this would apply to people who are managers, who are professors, for example, in relation to students. Professors can often make students do things that the students aren't really happy about. It would apply to people in families where one person is kind of first among equals, perhaps not even among equals. <laughs> they think they rule the roost. Really, anytime where you've got a position of superiority with one person or several people being on top and then inferiority with other people, the majority being on the bottom, this sort of dynamic would apply. So Epictetus says, those who are in positions of authority, they set an example. They set the expectations for other people who are under them, who are in their authority, right? And the big question there is then, what kind of example are they setting? Ideally, from a Stoic perspective, they would be keeping their faculty of choice in accordance with nature, right? That's a good for the Stoics. That's the ideal that one is aiming at. And that involves keeping oneself out of things that aren't really one's own business. So if you go to the movie theater, you don't need to be talking trash about the movie while other people are trying to watch the movie. You certainly wouldn't be like throwing things from the back row like kids do, or I don't know, used to at that time. You would try to behave in a courteous way towards other people because that's what acting in accordance with nature demands in that sort of situation. You would be taking care not to get yourself involved in vain struggles and disputes that don't get anywhere. That's not what this guy does. As a matter of fact, let me read the story a little bit. The procurator of Epirus took the side of a comic actor in a somewhat undignified, acosmos, manner, and was reviled by the people for doing so. So then he brought word to Epictetus, and he gave expression to his indignation. The word there is ananaktuntos, meaning he was angry, right? He got upset at the men who had reviled him. And then Epictetus says, well, what were they doing? They too were taking sides just as you yourself had. You set an example, they followed your example. He says, 
When the other asked, is that the way then in which a man takes sides? He replied, yes, they saw you, their governor, the friend and procurator of Caesar, taking sides in that way. Weren't they likely to take sides in the same way? If you're an authority, Epictetus is saying, you have a moral responsibility to set a good example, and you don't get to be angry with other people if they don't follow you know, the, the example that you're saying you want them to follow, but they're actually following the example that you're giving. It's your own fault if it comes back, as we say, to bite you uh, for behaving that way. And we'll talk about some examples in, in just a moment besides this. So getting involved, what he did is he got involved in something that is not his own business. That's what Epictetus is going to say a little bit later. Uh, you wanted so-and-so to get the crown. They wanted the other guy to get it. He says, upon entering the theater, should we say, let's see that Sophron gets the crown, and not rather, let me in this subject matter maintain my moral purpose in accordance with nature. No one is dearer to me than to myself. It's absurd for me to let myself be hurt in order that another man may win a victory as a comic actor. It's, it's a dumb move for this guy to get so invested in making sure that his candidate is going to win when he gets nothing out of it, nothing valuable. Even if he was going to get like some money out of it, or a connection, or some sort of pleasure, that's not really that important. That's not enough to justify getting embroiled in something that's not one's own affair, not up to oneself, right? Now here's where it pans out in terms of the authority. He set an example of a kind of behavior, imprudent behavior, a thoughtless behavior. Right? If he'd wanted the people to act in a good way, he should have acted in a good way. Instead, he gives them a bad example. So he doesn't really have any grounds, as Epictetus is going to say, for being angry with them. They're just doing what they're going to naturally do, which is, this guy is doing that. I'm going to do the same thing as him. He's going to take sides. Well, why shouldn't I take sides, right? The, the authority figure himself is doing it. Why can't the rest of us do it? Just because he won't let us? Well, then he's being unfair. And then, like Epictetus says, they act out of thwarted self-interest. You're going to act out of self-interest and give play favorites? They're going to act out of self-interest too because they're seeing you do it, but you're not going to let them. And so he, he will say to this guy, why if people should not take sides in this way, you'd better not do it yourself. But if they should, why are you angry if they imitated for you? For who do they have to imitate but you, their superior? Whom do they look to but you when they go to the theaters? See, one of them says, see how that guy acts in the theater. He shouts. Very well, I'll, sh I'll shout too. He jumps up and down. I'll jump up and down too. His group of slaves sit in different parts of the house and shout. I don't have any slaves. I'll shout as loud as I can to make up for all of them. And he says, you ought to know then that when you enter the theater, you enter as a standard of behavior and as an example to the rest, showing them how they ought to act in the theater. Why then did they revile you? Every man hates what gets in his way. This is a basic part about the self-interest thing. So if you're going to thwart other people's self-interest, you're going to you know, use your authority or your power or your rank to not allow them to do what they want to do. When you're doing what you want to do, don't be surprised when they have some bad stuff to say about you, right? He says, they wanted so-and-so to get the crown, you wanted the other guy to get it. They were standing in your way and you and theirs. You turned out to be the stronger. They did what they could and reviled what was standing in their way. What then do you wish? That you should be able to do, this is, here it is, you want to be able to do what you want, 
but they don't get to do what they want because you don't want them to do it. So your desires ought to be acted on, but nobody else gets to act on their desires. As a matter of fact, they've got to keep their actions such that you, you can't even tell that they want something different or you'll get upset with them. How irrational is that? Epictetus is saying to this guy. He says, you were able to do what you wish, but they should not even say what they wish. How crazy is that to expect that? Now, this has implications far outside of some ancient quarrel in Ephesus about a you know, local official in a theater. Think about how this affects the classroom. Think about how this affects the restaurant or the owner or the executive chef or the manager sets a bad example for the employees. Think about how this works in the corporate boardroom or, you know, in the factory. Think about how this works within the family, where parents are telling children they have to behave in a certain way, but the parents themselves are not setting a good example and are cracking down on the kids for doing exactly what the parents are going to do. You know, a great example of that, if you don't want your kids to smoke or drink or something like that, maybe don't do it right in front of them and then tell them they don't get to do it, you know? If you want them to show up on time, well, then you better make sure that you show up on time consistently, right? Because otherwise, you're being like this procurator, procurator who is engaging in behavior that he's not letting other people do. He's being kind of a tyrant, isn't he? And people don't like that. So they're going to say bad stuff about that. And it's irrational for him to be upset. As a matter of fact, Epictetus is trying to get him to see the mistake that he himself is making. So this applies to pretty much anybody who's in authority over other people and their function of setting an example. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.